November 16th, St. Margaret of Scotland. St. Margaret was born around the year 1046 in Hungary, where her father was exiled. She was married to King Malcolm III of Scotland and gave birth to eight children. The ideal mother and queen, she died at Edinburgh in 1093. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Blessed are the poor of heart, blessed are the merciful, for they will be blessed upon the earth. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are they who suffer, blessed are they who are persecuted, for they shall be the rulers of the world. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for justice and the rights of all, for they shall eat the meal of the Lord. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are they whose hearts are clean, and blessed are they who keep his word, for they have inherited the land. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are they who labor for peace. Blessed are they who suffer in war, for they shall meet the Prince of Peace. Blessed are the poor. Her mouth uttered words of wisdom, her tongue spoke words of compassion. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun, to the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Her mouth uttered words of wisdom, her tongue spoke words of compassion. Trusting themselves to God, these holy women sang his praises with heartfelt love. My heart overflows with noble words. To the king I must speak the song I have made, my tongue as nimble as the pen of a scribe. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips, because God has blessed you forevermore. O mighty one, gird your sword upon your thigh, in splendor and state, ride on in triumph, for the cause of truth and goodness and right. Take aim with your bow in your dread right hand. Your arrows are sharp. Peoples fall beneath you. The foes of the king fall down and lose heart. Your throne, O God, shall endure forever. A scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom. Your love is for justice, your hatred for evil. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above other kings. Your robes are fragrant with aloes and myrrh. From the ivory palace you are greeted with music. The daughters of kings are among your loved ones. On your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Trusting themselves to God, these holy women sang his praises with heartfelt love. Singing for joy, they are brought into the king's presence. Listen, O daughter, give ear to my words. Forget your own people and your father's house. So will the king desire your beauty. He is your lord. Pay homage to him. And the people of Tyre shall come with gifts. The richest of the people shall seek your favor. 
The daughter of the king is clothed with splendor, her robes embroidered with pearls set in gold. She is led to the king with her maiden companions. They are escorted amid gladness and joy. They pass within the palace of the king. Sons shall be yours in place of your fathers. You will make them princes over all the earth. May this song make your name forever remembered. May the peoples praise you from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Singing for joy, they are brought into the King's presence. The thoughts of my heart are always before you, O Lord. You are my help and my Redeemer. A reading from the first letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. Set your hearts on the greater gifts. Now I will show you the way which surpasses all the others. If I speak with human tongues and angelic as well, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and, with full knowledge, comprehend all mysteries. If I have faith great enough to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give everything I have to feed the poor and hand over my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. It does not put on airs. It is not snobbish. Love is never rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not prone to anger. Neither does it brood over injuries. Love does not rejoice in what is wrong, but rejoices with the truth. There is no limit to love's forbearance, to its trust, its hope, its power to endure. Love never fails. Prophecies will cease, tongues will be silent, knowledge will pass away. Our knowledge is imperfect and our prophesying is imperfect. When the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. When I was a child, I used to talk like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways aside. Now we see indistinctly as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. My knowledge is imperfect now. Then I shall know even as I am known. There are in the end three things that last. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. We have put all our hope in God's love for us. Those who live in love live in God. God lives in them. Let us love one another, for love is from God. Those who live in love live in God. God lives in them. A reading from the Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World of the Second Vatican Council. Husband and wife, by the covenant of marriage, are no longer two, but one flesh. By their intimate union of persons and of actions, they give mutual help and service to each other, experience the meaning of their unity, and gain an ever deeper understanding of it day by day. This intimate union in the mutual self-giving of two persons as well as the good of the children, demands full fidelity from both and an indissoluble unity between them. Christ the Lord has abundantly blessed this richly complex love, which springs from the divine source of love and is founded on the model of his union with the church. In earlier times, God met his people in a covenant of love and fidelity. So now the Savior of mankind, the bridegroom of the church, meets Christian husbands and wives in the sacrament of matrimony. Further, he remains with them in order that, 
as he loved the church and gave himself up for her, so husband and wife may, in mutual self-giving, love each other with perpetual fidelity. True married love is caught up into God's love. It is guided and enriched by the redeeming power of Christ and the saving action of the church, in order that the partners may be effectively led to God and receive help and strength in the sublime responsibility of parenthood. Christian partners are therefore strengthened, and as it were, consecrated, by a special sacrament for the duties and the dignity of their state. By the power of this sacrament, they fulfill their obligations to each other, and to their family, and are filled with the Spirit of Christ. This Spirit pervades their whole lives with faith, hope, and love. Thus they promote their own perfection and each other's sanctification, and so contribute together to the greater glory of God. Hence, with parents leading the way by example and family prayer, their children, indeed all within the family circle, will find it easier to make progress in natural virtues, in salvation, and in holiness. Husband and wife raised to the dignity and the responsibility of parenthood will be zealous in fulfilling their task as educators, especially in the sphere of religious education, a task that is primarily their own. Children, as active members of the family, contribute in their own way to the holiness of their parents. With the love of grateful hearts with loving respect and trust, they will return the generosity of their parents and will stand by them as true sons and daughters when they meet with hardship and the loneliness of old age. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. She is clothed with with strength and dignity. Give her the reward of her deeds. They will proclaim her as she enters the gates. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Let us pray. Lord, you gave St. Margaret of Scotland a special love for the poor. Let her example and prayers help us to become a living sign of your goodness. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.